0: Amen. Christ revealed. We've been having a blessed uh, series this month, and uh, we're going to believe God to continue to help us as he has been doing. And as we kicked it off, uh, Pastor Sergio talked about Almighty God. That was awesome as, we, as he kicked the series off. And then last week, uh, Pastor Danny did a phenomenal job talking about Jesus, the Lamb of God. And, and God's been doing some great things. And You know, Jesus, it's said that there are over 700 names and titles for Jesus throughout the Bible. 700, imagine that. And why is that? That is because God is an unsearchable God. He is unfathomable. He is... His, his His knowledge is deep. His riches, His grace is so deep beyond anything that we can comprehend. And I know we understand the grace of God. I know we're so thankful for the presence of God, what took place tonight in our worship service. We're so thankful and we understand as far as our, our brains can in, in, in their own Uh, physical capacity. We understand the grace of God, but it's just the tip of the iceberg when it comes to God's grace. And over 700 titles and different names for Jesus in the Bible. So we're going to look at a few this month, which we've already done. Jesus, the Almighty God, Jesus, the Lamb of God. And um, tonight we're going to look at Jesus, our Wonderful Counselor. Praise God. So as we get ready to do this, uh, we're going to read our series text together just to give ourselves a refresher, and then we will read our sermon text tonight. So Colossians chapter 1, verses 15 through 20, I want to read that with you tonight. The Bible says this, the Son is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For in him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth visible and invisible whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities all things have been created through him and for him he is before all things and in him all things hold together in verse 18 and he is the head of the body the church he is the beginning and the firstborn among the dead so that in everything he might have supremacy For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. It's difficult to fully understand all that's being said here. It's so deep, it's so so powerful what God's saying that all things were created In and through him and by him. We look around our world, right? We see such things as we look closely, we look at this building and the engineering that took place to build a building of this sort. And then you go into downtown metropolitan areas, you look in at these tall skyscrapers and you think about the engineering that, that was needed, the, the, the brain power, the thoughts, the measurements, all the things that were needed to build something so tall as, as these tall buildings that we have. And then we go on and you look further and you look at you look at nature, you look at God's fingerprint on every single thing around us. The, the beauty, and we had some rain today, the beauty of the sky and of the heavens and uh, of nature. We, you've, you may have been to some beautiful places on this earth. I mean, here in California, you don't have to go far to, to find some wonderful, wonderful things in nature, And you look beyond that, you look at the other countries, you look at continents, and beyond that you look at humanity, you look at the various cultures and languages in this world, and and then the different aspects related to that. You look at the animal kingdom, you look at all kinds of insects, and you look at all kinds of animals. And then you go beyond that, you look at, at our solar system. And beyond that, you, go, you talk about the Milky Way. And beyond that, you talk about, you know, you could just go on and on in the, in the universe. And here the Bible's talking about Jesus' place when it comes to all those things. All those things were created by him and through him. Can you say amen? Our minds cannot only comprehend so much when it comes to Jesus and his power and his greatness. All things... We're created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible. And we're not even talking about the spiritual yet, the spiritual. It's amazing. In Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, we're going to read this together and then we're going to pray. We're going to pray that God helps us and brings revelation tonight. Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, as we talk about Jesus, our wonderful counselor. Now listen to what the Bible says here. For a child will be born to us. A son will be given to us, praise God, and the government will rest on his shoulders, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. Praise God. If you can, bow your head with me, and we're going to pray tonight. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we come before you, Lord. Father, we're so grateful, Lord, for your presence, God. We're thankful for everything that you're doing in our lives, God. We're thankful for the wonderful work that you've begun in our lives, Lord. And we know that you are not finished with us, God, that we are a work in progress. Lord, I pray tonight as we read your word, God, as we, as we study these scriptures, as we uh, talk tonight, God, as we, as we learn who you are, God, our wonderful counselor, uh, Holy Spirit, I pray that you would bring revelation, to our lives tonight, God, that we would understand what that means and, God, how you can bless us, Lord, how you can be our wonderful counselor, Lord, in every situation that we face, Father God. I pray tonight, Lord, that you would lift every burden, God. I pray uh, that you would just have your way tonight, my God. We thank you. We give you praise, honor, and glory. And all of God's people say, Amen. amen. Jesus, our wonderful counselor. Now, why is this topic so important? It's because In this life, there are so many avenues that we can take, so many roads, so many decisions that we uh, have to make each and every day. Maybe when it comes to our family, when it comes to ministry, when it comes to um, our, our jobs, our careers. We have so many decisions to make through this life, and sometimes things can become so confusing at times. There are those decisions in our lives that are easy to make. No problem. We make them quick. We can make them quick. But there are those situations that we face and that we enter in. And we need our Father, we need our wonderful counselor. Can you say amen? Jesus, our wonderful counselor. So life is full of paths, it's full of decisions, it's full of testings, it's full of trials. But the good news is, is that we have a God that is there to guide us through all of them. Can you say amen? He's there to lead us, praise God. In Hebrews chapter 4 15, the Bible says, for we do not have a high priest, Who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who has been tempted in all things, yet without sin. The Bible says he has been tempted in all things as we are, yet without sin. So here we have an Almighty God, a wonderful counselor, Jesus Christ, who can give us the guidance that we need to walk through this life, to be victorious. Don't you want to be victorious this uh, this evening? In those decisions, in those areas of your life that you face, I want to be victorious and I want all that God has for me. And Jesus is our wonderful counselor. And the good news is, is that he can empathize with you and I. What does that mean? That means that he could put himself in your shoes, that he's been where you are tonight. Maybe tonight you're struggling with some financial needs in your life and and, and you're believing in God for some breakthrough financially. The Lord has walked in your shoes Maybe there's some spiritual issues that you're going through. Maybe you're battling a depression tonight or there's uh, mental issues that you're going through. Jesus has been in your shoes and he understands each and every uh, temptation and trial that you face. Maybe you're dealing with some some family turmoil or some loved ones are are struggling and it's breaking your heart because of, of what you see them going through. Jesus has been in your shoes tonight. Maybe at the workplace you're struggling with a certain situation. The good news is that Jesus, our wonderful counselor, has been in your situation. Can you say amen tonight? He's been there. So when we come to the throne of God, we don't have to ever think, Lord, you don't understand what's going on. Let me explain to you. And it's good for us to pray, to, to, to pray that about these things that are on our hearts, but he understands. Jesus, our wonderful counselor. So tonight, as we kick this off, I wanna first look at that, at Jesus, our wonderful counselor. As the Bible says in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, his name will be called Wonderful Counselor. And if we look at this and, and we look at the Greek definition of wonderful, It's a miracle, a marvelous thing. And then we look at a counselor, and and the Greek word being ya'ats means to advise, to deliberate, or to resolve. And it's talking about Jesus here. The Word of God is very, very specific, and there's a purpose why He's given this name to deliberate or resolve, to advise, to consult. To determine, to guide, to give purpose. Jesus, our wonderful counselor, this relates to all of us and this applies to all of us. And listen to one of the last uh, pieces of this definition to devise. I love that word in this definition when it talks about counselor. And this is Jesus, our wonderful counselor, devise. I think we, we oftentimes hear about, we, we pray against the strategies of the enemy. We pray against the devices of the enemy. The devil's always trying to strategize against us to try to trip us up and to create things in our life that will help us to fall, that will cause us to fall. But here as as we we look at this definition and we're talking about Jesus, almighty God, he will devise with us. He will also strategize with you and I. He will strategize. If you're going through a situation, if you're struggling with a, a certain issue in your life, whether it be regarding your family or whether it be your career or whether it be school, perhaps, or relationships, he will help you to devise to strategize, he will give you ideas. He will be able to download these things in your life as as you and I work to to stay in his presence, to seek him, to spend time at his feet. He will download these strategies in your life. If you have if you have dreams and goals, maybe for your business to grow your business in new ways, he will give you strategies to do that. If you are looking for new ways to reach your children, or you need some help in, in reaching your teenage children uh, tonight, is that anyone in this place tonight? If that's you, God will give you strategies to reach out to them, to lead them, to guide them, to relate to them. He will help you to devise. Maybe it's a relationship with your parents or parents with your children or with family or in ministry, praise God. He'll give us strategies to to help uh, bring your, your ministry up to new levels, to new heights. He will devise and he will give you strategies. Jesus, our wonderful counselor, Throughout the Bible, we see that Jesus desires to exchange with us. He desires to let there be interaction, some conversation. And see, this is something that the religious world uh, doesn't understand. In the religious world, with those that, may not, that, that, that don't know Christ personally, they, they will uh, attempt to pray and their prayers will go up and they'll go up, but there's no dialogue. There's no conversation. And this is the beauty of our relationship with Jesus Christ. Is that he desires to dialogue with you. To conversate with you. you he hears your prayers. He hears the things that you're talking about. And he desires. And sometimes we get too busy. And we, we give him our prayer list. And then we're gone. And he's ready. He just wants to talk to you. And he wants to, to devise and strategize. He wants to converse with you. And I, I brought these chairs up here. And I want you to imagine... Tonight, what do these chairs represent? There's two chairs, represents conversation. It represents someone, uh, two people spending time talking together, having dialogue, having conversation. And I want you to imagine that that Jesus is here and he desires to to sit with you. He desires to, to spend time with you. And this one's taller because Jesus gets the, the best seat. This is the advisor's seat. This is a counselor's seat. This is our seat right here where we're, we're receiving. We're taking in. We're here to, to talk to the Lord, to spend time with him, to conversate. It's a time of dialogue. And that's the beauty of, 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 of Jesus' character is he wants to dialogue with us. It feels good to sit down right now. I might just continue to preach here. There's, there's beauty there. And, and when I think of scriptures that, that are talked about in the Bible, he says, let us reason together. Though your sins be as scarlet, I will make them as white as snow. Let us reason together. That talks about conversation. That talks about some dialogue, some ex- exchange back and forth. Jesus desire, desires to have that conversation with you. It also goes on to say in Revelation chapter 3, we understand that scripture where he says, you know, Who, whoever opens the door, we got to hear him knocking. Whoever opens the door, I will come in and sup with him and he with me. What does that that sound like? Someone having dinner together, right? Conversation, having fellowship. Fellowship is is exchanging information, is exchanging conversation, exchanging thoughts, exchanging time. Jesus desires to, to, to be in our life, to be in our heart, and to be able to take his rightful place as our wonderful counselor. And for us to take our rightful place and to be able to receive... We hear stories in the Bible, we hear about Mary uh, and Martha, the sisters that that were there when Jesus came to their home and, you know, Martha was just so preoccupied with the details. And Mary, what was she doing? She was just there at his feet. She was like, I'm ready. Whatever you have to say to me, Lord, I have needs in my life. I need some strategies, Lord. I I need some advice. I need you to advise me on this situation. I have needs in my life. These details and these situations that need to take place, yes, I need to attend to those things, but Lord, I need to spend time in your presence. Jesus, please take take your rightful seat in my life and I will take my seat and I will listen to you. I will talk with you. I will let you talk to me. This is good news tonight because whatever situation we find ourselves in in this life, we understand and have faith that Jesus is able to advise you. There's question marks in your life tonight, again, with your family, with your job, with your career, with your ministry, with relationships. If there's any question marks in your life, the Lord wants to give you the answers. He wants to advise you. He wants to teach you. He wants to download some things in, in your life. And how is this done? One, he gives us his word. The Bible says in Psalm uh, chapter 119, 105, your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light for my path. He gives us his word. His word. To guide us, to give us that strategy that we need. There's too many ways in this world for us to mess up our lives by making bad decisions for us to to not seek God. There's too many ways that we can mess up our lives. We can all make bad decisions, right? It doesn't take us long. It's easy for us to mess up things so quickly through bad decisions. He gives us his word. Gives us the Holy Spirit to guide us. His precious Holy Spirit to guide us. In John chapter 16, verse 13, the Bible says when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own, but, he, but will tell you what he has heard. He will tell you about the future. Wow. That's an answer right there for any astrologist that wants to, to, to understand the future. It's all in Christ. If we want to know about our future, you don't have to look at astrology. You don't have to get the newspaper to find out what your fortune is. You don't have to open up that fortune cookie, but it's in Christ. He says he will tell you about the future. There's so much counterfeit out there. Can you say Amen. That takes us to our next point. We talked about Jesus, almighty God, our wonderful counselor. But there's also counterfeit counsel. Counterfeit. And I want to look at self-deception. See, because this is our rightful place. To be here in the presence of God, to talk with him, to pray to him. And to wait sometimes for him to talk back to us. And he's concerned about everything that you go through. He's concerned with, with your job. And, and I was blessed this morning that I, I had some things that I was facing at work. And, and, and it came to me this morning during prayer time. It came to me just, just the thought, do this. And that was a strategy. And I, can I tell you, that that just took so much stress away from me. Because, you know, I want to perform well. I want to do well at my job. I want to be the best that I can. But sometimes there's those question marks. But the Lord will just download into you. But sometimes we take ourselves from here... And we take up our right, what we think is our rightful place here, on as the advisor. And who is this? These are those that would lean on the arm of the flesh. That when situations come, when things happen, we rely on our own intellect, we rely on our own strength, and we think that we can handle the situation, that we can do it ourselves, and we we begin to pause more and more with seeking Jesus for that situation and we begin more and more to rely on ourselves, and we become self-sufficient and that is a deception right there because no one has the wisdom that God has. No one understands your situation like God understands. No one understands your children more than the Lord. He loves your children more than you. Imagine that. He's more concerned with their future than you are and we're concerned with our children. We love our children. We'll, We'll sacrifice for our children But in comparison with with his love for them and with his concern for them, there's no comparison. His love just just goes beyond so much what we can do. And sometimes we sit ourselves in the advisor's chair and we begin to take the reins for our own life. And that's where we get into trouble because we lean, as the Bible says, on the arm of the flesh. Jeremiah 17.5, listen to what the Bible says. It says, this is what the Lord says. Cursed are those who put their trust in mere humans who rely on human strength and turn their hearts away from the Lord. Self-deception. This is the Lord's seat. The answers come when, when, when he's sitting here, when he's here and he's able to download into your life, when he's able to impart into your life through his word, through his Holy Spirit. His soft voice, as the Bible says, he's able to impart. But when we take up this seat and we think that we can do it our own, we're in for a big, big surprise. The roots of self deception go back to the beginning in Genesis chapter 3, verse 5. We go back to, to the Garden of Eden here. And we see the deception here that the enemy came to deceive Eve. And Adam as well. The Bible says, God knows that your eyes will be opened as soon as you eat it. This was, this was the enemy's response to Eve being cautious. And he said this, God knows that your eyes will be opened as soon as you, eat, as you eat it. Talking about the forbidden fruit. And you will be like God knowing both good and evil. That your eyes will be opened and that you will be like God. There the enemy applied, uh, appealed to self, to our pride, to our desire to be self-sufficient. And isn't that the temptation even to this day? Isn't that the temptation in our lives? And, and I would go on to say even, and this applies to everyone, men and women, but, but talking to the men tonight, the leaders of, ho- of your home and thinking that, that it's just about you, that, that you don't have to rely on anyone, that it's just, it's just about you and you'll make the decision rather than consulting our almighty God. Our wonderful counselor. See, the enemy appeals to our pride. And he knows that we want to be self-sufficient. Want to try to be macho and say, that, yeah, I did. I did that thing. I made that decision. The enemy will always appeal to your pride. And if we give in, the Bible says we're going to be cursed. We all have the full capacity to destroy our lives by acting according to our own thoughts and impulses. Another aspect of counterfeit uh, counsel is is, uh, exalting someone else in our life to give them this seat. Maybe your best gossip partner, maybe you're you're struggling through a relationship uh, uh, situation and you, you just make a quick call to the person that you can talk and gossip with about this person and that person. Maybe there's those people in your life that you run to and you run to their advice first before Almighty God, our wonderful counselor. Your favorite cousin that can give you the worst that you can rely on to give you the worst advice. Yeah, get revenge. Give them a piece of your mind. Call them up right now. Let's do it together. <laughs> your friends. The friends are great, but when they're giving you counsel that's not good, it's not helping you at all. In our heart, the seed belongs to Jesus and Jesus alone. And God will use people. God will send you the right people to speak into your life, to advise you, to give you that advice, that godly advice that's going to help you. And to the young person in this place tonight, the one that still has your bright future ahead of you, the young person that has goals and dreams to do great things, in your life to accomplish great things, I want you to realize tonight that you still have a lot to learn. You got a lot to learn still. Now, I remember when I was a teenager, I remember when I was in my early 20s, I thought I had it all figured out, but now I look back on those those years and and I I serve God. That was the best decision that I made, but I'm talking about some of the other details and the ways I thought. When maturity was still developing in my life, and I think back in some of the ways I thought, and I'm like, man, thank God for sending me counselors that would say, man, just hold on a minute, man. Hold on. That's not a good idea. I thank God for the, the, the people that God put in my life, the mature believers in my life, the godly people that, that he put in my life to, to help advise me. And I want to I wanna tell you, young person, young adult in this place tonight, if you have questions, first seek God. Seek God. Seek his presence. Spend time with him. Spend time at his feet. Worship him and, and, and wait for him to speak to you. And I could be guilty of this. So many times I, I lay out my prayer, my prayer request to God. I lay it down and, and sometimes we get so task oriented. All right, I, I finished my time with the Lord. Now I'm going to go do this thing. But just wait a minute sometimes. Let him talk to you. That still small voice. Your wonderful counselor. Son, daughter. I want to remind you how much I love you. I want to remind you that it's going to be okay, that you don't have to stress about this thing, that I'm going to work it out. He wants to lay those, those impulses, those feelings, those urges on your heart to let you know, to reassure you that everything's going to be okay. We have to spend time and just wait a minute sometimes. Put on the brakes. Wait. Listen. Maybe you're in a waiting period in your life. Couples, maybe you're in a waiting period. Student, maybe you're in a waiting period. Employee, ministry worker, faithful ministry worker, maybe you're in a waiting period. Just wait. Let him have his way, let him do his work. And I'll tell you what, at the end, you're going to pass with flying colors. At the end, you're going to be exalted. At the end, you're going to conquer. At the end, you're going to be victorious. At the end, you're going to have the peace of God because you waited it out and you let God take care of that situation. You let God lead you and guide you. And it's not easy to wait all the time, but it's the best way. Young person, heed the advice of your leaders. Don't mock them. Listen to them. Learn from their mistakes so you don't have to go through the same thing. Listen to the godly influences around you. And leaders, let's help the younger around us. Can you say amen? Let's invest into the next generation. Let's take a moment to speak into their life, to pray for them, to advise them if they're open to it. And lastly, I want to look, I want to look at getting back on the path getting back on the right path when it comes to Jesus, our wonderful counselor. Maybe we've strayed, we've gone, we've, we've gone on and we've handled things in our own situation and, and you may be in this place and you have, may have messed up some things in your life. You may have damaged some relationships in your life because of some bad decisions because you decided to take the situation back in your own control. You decided to do it your way. You decided to say things according to your mind and not the word of God. According to your feelings and your impulses, to get back on the path, spending time with our wonderful counselors, that we have to repent. We have to turn back to God. That's the first thing. We have to repent from relying on ourselves, and we have to come back to God, to the presence of God. And we look again, I talked about uh, Adam and Eve there in the beginning, and then we look in in, in Genesis chapter 3, verse 10, a a few scriptures later, after the deception took place, we we see uh, the Lord's desire here to have relationship. In verse 10, uh, the Bible says, He replied, and this is God talking, I heard you walking in the garden. This was after Adam and Eve sinned, and after sin came into the world. And here's the Lord's conversation with them. The Lord came and he told Adam, he said, where are you? And that's God's question to all of us tonight. Where are you at? You made a bad, you made a bad decision. You've taken things into your own control. You've, you've done things your own way and you've messed some things up. And the Lord's saying, where are you? And I'll tell you that he, when he was asking Adam that question, he knew exactly where Adam was. But he was asking, him, "Where are you at? What's going on in your heart? What decisions have you made? What's going on here, Adam?" And that's the, what the Lord's replying. Uh, the Lord's saying to him. And then in verse ten, we see his re- response. He replied, "I heard you walking in the garden, so I hid. I was afraid because I would—I was naked." And here we see the interchange going on between Adam and Eve and all my, uh, Adam and Almighty God. God wanting to bring him back to a place of repentance, back to a place of relationship. And, and the, beauty, the beautiful part of this passage is that the Lord was seeking after Adam. He was looking for Adam. He was looking for him. Isn't that what happens when we mess things up? We run and hide, right? We're guilty. We're, we're ashamed of what took place. But the Lord is always seeking for relationship. He's saying, where are you at? I want to have relationship with you. I desire to, to, to advise you. I desire to help you. We have to repent. Secondly, we have to heed the counselors that God has placed around us. In Proverbs chapter eleven fourteen, the Bible says, Without wise leadership, a nation falls. There is safety in having many advisors. You and I are in an awesome place tonight. Tonight, being in the house of God, hearing the word of God tonight, being in awesome worship tonight, you're in the, ble- the best place, the blessed place that you can ever be. You and I are in the best place. You're in the right place tonight. You made a right decision, a wise decision to be here in the presence of, presence of God. There is safety in having many advisors. And around you and I are many advisors. People of God, leaders, elders that have been through it, that have walked in your shoes. Sometimes we're too prideful to reach out, but the Bible says there is safety in many advisors. So the devil would lie to us and tell us that there's shame. He would appeal to our pride and say, "You don't need to ask for anyone's help. You can do it on your own." But what does the Bible say about advisors? Does it say that there's going to be condemnation, that there's going to be stern rebuke, that there's going to be uh, a judgment? No, the Bible says that there is safety. There's safety. it's, it's, It's safe. When you have godly counselors around you, when you have godly people, godly pastors that love us and that pray for us, the Bible says there's safety. Take advantage of it. Have that conversation. Ask that question. Seek after godly counsel. So, we have to repent. We have to heed the counselors that God has placed around us. Thirdly, we have to rely on God's word. Matthew chapter 4, verse 4. But Jesus told him, No, the scriptures say, People do not live by bread alone, but every word that comes from the mouth of God. So, repent. Heed the counselors that God's placed around us. Rely on God's word. So as I close, and as our worship team makes their way up, I want to close with uh, one last scripture tonight, James chapter one, verse five. We talk about life being full of so many options, so many roads that you can take, so many decisions that you can make, opportunities, temptations, trials, hardships, Godly opportunities and strategies. And then strategies of the enemy that he wants to bring against us. But in all these things, all these situations and circumstances, we can have faith that the Lord is our wonderful counselor, that he will give you the advice that you need for your marriage. You're believing in God for some great things for your marriage. Maybe your marriage needs mending. Husband, he will give you strategies to be able to Win over your wife again, or wife, he will give you strategies to win over your husband again. Relationships that were broken, he comes to heal and to mend those things. He will devise with you, he will give you that strategy that you need. But what we have to do is we have to pull up our chair in his presence, in our rightful place, and we have to dwell, dwell in his presence once again get off the advisor's seat sit in your seat and spend time talk to him and the important thing is to let him talk back to you let him pour into you let him confirm some things in your life let him refresh you let him strengthen you let him encourage you let him advise you Let him support you. Let him love you. He just wants to love on you. Everything that he tells us in his word is for our benefit. It's for our well-being. Let him tell you to wait. Wait a little bit. Let him tell you it's time to go. It's time to move. Let him tell you it's time to have that conversation. It's time to pick up the phone and have that difficult conversation that you've been putting off. Let him tell you, hey, just, just give them a little while. I'm dealing with them. Just leave them into my hands. And you serve me, you love me, and I'm gonna take care of them. Maybe he's telling you to stay put for a little while. Let him speak these things into our life and it comes through spending time with him and as we close James chapter 1 verse 5 and 6 the Bible says if any of you lacks wisdom you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault and it will be given to you if you lack wisdom you lack wisdom in the seat ask God and he gives generously to you to all without finding fault he's not there to condemn you That's what the devil does. He he downs you. He belittles you. See, you're no good. You're always going to be a failure. You failed before. You're going to fail again. You can't get it right. The Lord doesn't talk like that to us. You need wisdom, son or daughter? Here you go. Here's wisdom. You need me to provide for you? Here you go. I'm going to provide for you. Find fault, and it will be given to you. It will be given to you. So, if we could, if we could bow our heads tonight.